0: Yeah, who is this? I have a collect call from Travis. We accept the charges. Just hang up the phone. I'll accept it. Answer. What? Travis. Help oh, me. Hey yo, Olaf friends, how's it going? Sean the Butcher, Vertebrae Thirty Three. This is in Madness Pod. How's it going, buddy?
1: What's going on, Sean? How are you? I, I feel like
0: oh. The beams got me. Oh, uh, my eyes are rolling back in my head. Oh I'm getting the seizure. Oh my god, I'm about to you're about to get abducted by the In Madness spaceship. This is episode twenty-four, part two. Of us covering one of, I mean, I'm just like a life altering, life changing, nightmare inducing, heavily traumatic movie for me as a youngin when this came out, uh, Fire in the Sky. One of, I mean, I'm, 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 it's, it's, I put it up there with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I'm scared to watch it
1: really um, wow yeah, yeah wow yeah. that's crazy i do you have long hair now i think you could probably do the travis walton if you needed to you we know did
0: you we mean? did figure out in our last episode that out of everybody in the truck i'm probably travis walton
1: yeah so you could pull off that hair you could pull off that haircut um yeah the first part of this movie was super scary for other reasons that didn't have to do with alien abduction and now we're gonna we're gonna get to the <clears throat> the meat and potatoes of of this of this film and we're about we're approaching the part that i was like oh i remember having seen this so i think we should just th- we to make that guy happy who said we have too much shite
0: well room, screw we were, that guy I'm, I'm over that guy i'll uh, make sure you hit i him love
1: I, I hope he still listens and he's yeah, like for real he, he's now like a part of this of this program but shite guy before we we get started just i just want to say i appreciate everybody jumping on with us and listening to all these episodes and um i know we don't give you much notice but uh of what movies to watch before we go over them but we give some pretty on the nose hints so if you want to do your homework in advance for you know the next film we give some pretty good hints in our 0.5 episodes at the end so um
0: I'm already thinking of hints for our next movie next episode.
1: Yeah, I think any hint I thought of would just ruin it. Yeah, For yeah, people. Yeah, but um <laughs> but because I, I like the idea that people would watch rewatch the film and listen to us and some people have said they have uh, and to be helpful this this is on Fire and the Guys on HBO Max. So I don't know where else it is, but you can watch it on HBO Max. So if you want to jump in and watch it again as we go through it Um, or put it on and turn the sound down and listen to us talk about it while you watch it. You could do that. Um, and I think we should we should get into it.
0: If you want to get in on the conversation with us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook threads at InMadness Pod, hit us in the mail sack, in at gmail.com. We have made it a new customary thing to reach into our mail sack and read your emails on air. We'll be getting to that in a few episodes. Subscribe to the YouTube, smash that five-star button on every platform you listen to us on. Subscribe to the In Madness Spotify playlist and make sure you tell your friends we want to spread the madness worldwide we want you we want you to go up to your friend and be like you ever see fire in the sky and they're like no i don't think so and then you show them fire in the sky and then you tell them about this podcast and then you just flip them into a completely different human being and that's the fun of discovering new movies and then you check out our playlist and you discover new music and then you check out some of the cool guests we have on this show and you get into cool whole side quests and worlds uh the in madness tentacles spread far and i like that it's growing and growing by the year and like where this cthulhu sized creature eventually hopefully just lurking down the streets and and you know taking souls
1: it's that's, that's yeah
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's awesome, and I think too you could get into some side conversations about town meetings and what kind of snacks they have at those types of meetings. We're we're trying to be a full service.
0: I learned I- that we learned that Vertebrae was a Boy Scout in the last Cub Scout, episode. Cub Scout in
1: the previous episode for one meeting. <laughs> for one- <laughs> I made one meeting. That's it. If they had better cookies, I would have been a different person completely, and we probably would not have a podcast. But here we are. And we are over halfway through this film. And when you last left us, Sean. Well, the whole first part of
0: this film was filled with a lot of questionable moments. And I feel like Mm -hmm. at the end of this episode, we will probably answer a lot of those questions to my chagrin, mm-hmm. uh, but this lo- this movie was my launching pad into like aliens and alien culture and becoming obsessed with aliens and outer space and sci-fi, and it horrified me for years, and it still does, and I still want to believe everything in this movie happened.
1: And um, Sean, so this this comes out March, like we said before, March 12, nineteen ninety-three. X Files comes out in September. Were you watching X Files from the beginning?
0: And, and now, and now we'll have our in madness moment, tell where I say, I have never seen not one episode oh. of X Files ever oh. in my entire life. Wow! Well, you have because you saw the movie Fire in the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's an X Files episode. It is an X Files, yeah. but yes. Oh, wow. It was never my thing, and I know people who are like, the cult, I know, but I'm 100% aware of the X-Files fanaticism, Uh, and I tried watching like an episode, and I just was like, I'm not feeling this, it just wasn't, I'm more of a like, like I said, that show Sightings, where it's just like, here's an account of what actually happened and it's like aliens mm. hovering over, like that type of dumb shit when it's like a story of like freeze aliens i'm like eh like it just this is a disconnect <laughs> for me
1: i don't know if that ever happened i don't know that's, that's how i feel like here. freeze aliens. i love it <laughs> i love it that's like a cops episode with aliens and yeah that's interesting space aliens yeah but that's uh maybe we should do like a we Should start a side podcast where we watch X Files and you talk about for it for my first everybody. time, yeah, yeah, yeah. A watch along, we could do a if we ever do a Patreon, maybe we could do a watch along with X Files and we could go through the whole, yeah. But if you don't like it, then you don't want to go through it. But if I, I you want to
0: yell at me on the socials for not liking X Files, uh, we are on the socials at In Madness Pod,
1: yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, I was in and out of it at that time, but that was a huge show for a lot of people. Um, and this feels very much like an extended X Files episode, you know. Like I said before, minus uh, Scully and Mulder. But so, all right, let's let's do it. We last
0: left you, our buddy Mike, and his crew are all under suspicion from the town for murdering Travis Walton, who has been missing for five days. They claim he's been abducted by a UFO. No one, including the police, believe him. Throughout the course of this movie, several times, the men have said some shady things that may lead us to believe that they are lying or not. However, we left off with my milking of the alpacas moment. Uh, Mike's phone is ringing off the hook with prank callers. He gets a collect call from travis walton who sounds like he's been through hell and he says mike help me so now i'm freaking out is this him is he back are they off the hook are they innocent was everybody wrong how are they going to explain this what happened did he get abducted by aliens what the hell is he doing back what is going on now the hunt is on. It's pouring outside. Mike is flying down the road in his truck. He's in his car with his sister, Dave, the church boy, and Travis's brother.
1: He's telling and Mike, Sean. Why I don't cut you off, but why do you bring so many people? He
0: brought the whole corral with them. Like he
1: got this call, and then you called other people. You pick them up at their houses, I guess, and then get, and then head out. And now that you're, this guy's been gone. And you're gonna make them squeeze into this truck. With maybe the truck people. is such
0: a piece of shit that it can't function unless it's always at max capacity.
1: <laughs> Perhaps, like it's like the Flintstones car. Like they often put their <laughs> yeah, feet at the bottom to op to operate it or something. <laughs> just there's just no reason to have he that did, many people in did, the car.
0: pick it. the kids are in the back, the dogs in the back. No, yeah, poor back.
1: Travis is gonna have to lay down in the bed of the truck to get him back home the pouring rain
0: <laughs> tie him to the roof the truck the trunk is too packed
1: i was so worried about you that i stopped and picked up 17 people for the trip
0: <laughs> we got mcdonald's too yeah <laughs> so now the hunt is on. <laughs> it's pouring outside mike is flying down the road in his truck uh he's got everybody in his car uh travis's brother is in there Uh, He's telling Mike he's been through this area a bunch of times. He doesn't remember any phone booth. Mike says he said he was calling from a gas station. His sister asks if Mike is sure it was him, and Mike shoots her a look like he damn sure hopes it was. They pull up to a gas station. It's hard to see. They look around. They see a phone booth. Empty. Nothing. Dave tells Mike this is just someone's idea of a sick joke. Mike's not having it. He says there's another gas station up north. Travis's brother doesn't think so, but Mike knows so when he's on his way. Hmm. They pull up to the gas station. Travis's brother is not impressed. Mike says he knows it was Travis. It sounded like, wait, stop. What is that? Uh, Uh-oh. Mm. Mike's sister begins freaking out. Mike, what is that right there? Stop, pull over. I'm getting chills watching this and explaining this. Mm. Mike pulls over and goddamn son of a bitch, curled up naked in the fetal position, huddled next to the ice machine, is a naked, scared Travis Walton. Oh my god, what? Mm. They all get out of the car, they run up to Travis. It's him. Mike's sister touches him and he begins screaming bloody murder. They huddle around him to see if he recognizes him. Travis is huddled horrified in the corner like an animal. He's shivering. He's spasming. Anytime they come near him, he looks messed up. Everyone's freaking out. Travis coughs. He touches his mouth. He needs water. Mike tells him everything's going to be okay. Mike's sister, the love of Travis's life, Dana, she's right there. She touches Travis and this dude lets out the most horrifying, agonizing scream I have ever heard in my life. Horrifying. Cut to Travis in this gross gas station bathroom, drinking water directly out of the nasty-ass faucet. Mm. Gross. He's drinking it like he hasn't had a sip in days. A car pulls up. Travis gets up from the sink. He looks blue. He looks like hell. He looks at Mike, and he says, It's been five days. Everyone's been
1: looking for you. And he's been gone for five days. And his best friend calls the ufo hunter to help him out we don't in, in walks jarvis we don't get him a bottle of water we don't get well i don't know if it's in the 70s maybe they'd have bottled water i guess but we don't you know call paramedic we don't try to do we call the ufo hunters this is this is a very poor decision you know it adds to the adds to the shadiness of this whole situation sean
0: I also think that Mike has had it with the authorities. They took the lie detector test. They've run through hell. Everyone thinks they're guilty of murder. Um, I feel like, yeah, Mike's like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Before I give them any access, I'm going to call this other dude who, like.
1: To do what, yeah. though?
0: Why would he call know. him?
1: Just take <laughs> Travis home. Why make him stay out any longer? And yeah, hang out I, in this I, nasty bathroom. Yeah, that's right. you have already been, like. <laughs> shot out in the, the ship in space but we want to keep you down here on earth a little longer in this crusty gas station bathroom like i would want to just get in that truck and and head out Go home just, yeah yeah yeah
0: in runs Jarvis from earlier from afar. He sees Travis. He's astounded. He wants a urine sample. Travis's brother doesn't like this guy. He doesn't want him touching Travis. But Mike shoves him off. Jarvis tells him it's wise. Mike called. This is a critical time. They take pictures of Travis. He's got bruises around his eyes and nose. Jarvis introduces himself to Travis, who's looking at him horrified. Jarvis asks how long Travis has been back. They stick a microphone in his face, and Travis moves away from it in horror, like it's not a microphone, like it's some tool to do him harm jarvis as did you make contact with aliens were you taken to another planet to a mothership how did they communicate with you can you tell me what they look like how many of them were there were you given food injections it's important the entire world knows
1: and he has just this. Though he's like Jay and Silent Bob. He's just got this si- silent assistant with him, with the microphone, and snapping everything. pictures, operating everything for him. And he's got a very like serious look on his face. He, and... It's his
0: intern. It's definitely his intern. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everyone starts freaking out to get Jarvis out of there. Travis begins curling up in the corner again. Everyone begins yelling at each other. Travis is looking out the window in the bathroom. Lightning strikes. It's still pouring. Travis looks out the window, and there's four little dots. Mm -hmm. Like fingers, but like alien fingerprints. Yeah, and it's also
1: interesting that this bathroom is red. Because when it's just a weird color, first of all, but also when the through that window of the bathroom when it's raining it almost looks like it's blood a little bit or kind of running down the walls it's very interesting and then we get those three there's three dots and as he's putting his hand up on the glass there's a big scuffle going on behind him with the ufo investigators and here we
0: go they're dragging Jarvis out of the bathroom. He notices Travis reaching towards the window and screams, he sees something. He's seeing something. Travis raises his hand, takes his fingers and touches the fingerprints on the window. His eyes roll back in his head and we see him once again under the ship caught in the tractor beam. His eyes open and boom, we get a shot of an alien. Mm-hmm. This right here is the moment that I mentioned in part one of this episode when I was 10 years old and this moment happened in the movie. I got scared shitless and ran out of the room and went to my bedroom to play Mortal Kombat on Genesis.
1: (laughs) And this is this last like 35 minutes of this film that we're headed into is the best 35 minutes of this film by far and it almost makes this be two different movies completely it turns into
0: a horror movie
1: yes and this this just goes off the rails quickly
0: soon Travis is being dragged. He has no control. We see him being dragged through something. We get a shot of this device surrounding his eyeball. It cuts back to him touching the window with his eyes still rolling back in his head. An ambulance pulls up. They're taking him out of the ambulance on a stretcher. See, they called an ambulance into the hospital. We see Travis on the stretcher. He's beat up. He's cut up. He's got scratches and bruises around his face. Dark spots around his eyes. As he's being dragged through the hospital, he looks off in the distance and it cuts back to inside the ship. Then back To the hospital, then back to inside the ship. There's two dudes pulling him on the stretcher. It flashes to two aliens dragging him by his legs. Then back to the hospital, where one of the guys asks, What happened to this one? Because Travis is in bad shape. The shots keep intertwining him in the hospital, him on the ship. He's dragged into the emergency room, which is intertwined with the shot of him being put in an operating room on the spaceship. The shots of the doctors above him are intertwined with shots of aliens above him, and Travis looks horrified
1: and this is really cool this is very <laughs> it looks a little like alien the movie alien and a little like kind of the nostromo uh, a, a little bit going on and it's all very hazy and and this, these shots are really cool we
0: cut to him in a dark room by himself he's in a hospital bed mike sneaks in to see what he's doing he says he's glad Travis is back. I really miss you. They had a search party out for days. They thought we killed you, man. Mike's laughing. He tries to get a reaction at Travis, but he's just laying there. Eyes open. Still is a statue not moving. Mike tells Travis uh, things aren't good with him and his wife. He doesn't think they're going to make it. But my sister Dana loves you. She's been a basket case. I was broken up too. When I came back up there and you were gone, mm. I can't tell you how awful I felt. Only then horrifyingly does Travis slowly turn his head and tells Mike, when you came back, Mm. Mike tells him the guys thought he was dead. He got blasted by the light and the guys got scared.
1: Travis says, you left me there. Mike says, hey, this Come is on. The scene, Sean, we would have never had because I would have said, I didn't leave you, butcher. I didn't leave you. I was right. I threw that rock at your head and you didn't move. So I, I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: <laughs> I thought it was a Sanguisuga show and you just oh. passed out for a minute. <laughs> Mike says, Come on, what'd you expect? I came right back for you. Travis is over it. He looks away angry at Mike. Mike calls him a son of a bitch and says, If you didn't leave the truck in the first place, none of this would have happened.
1: Yeah, and that's mean by Mike, too. Like the guy's been through a lot. Just kind of let I think you just let that go and let him it settle in that he was left there and kind of resolve it later. You don't have to really lash out at him, but we did establish that Mike's got a lot of other things going on and issues with his marriage, so and he's got the town coming down on him, and he's showing up at town meeting to defend himself, so, yeah. He's got stories he's got to keep together. Mm-hmm travis
0: is headed back into the world he looks beat up a shell of his former self he's being walked out of a psychiatrist uh who wants to have a conversation with him soon she wishes him luck he walks out there's a ton of reporters everyone screaming questions at him flashing pictures total hell for this poor son of a bitch he quickly gets in dana's car and they drive away there he is the legend travis walton in the middle of town sitting in dana's parked car and everyone cannot keep their eyes off him
1: this is one of the most ridiculous scenes in the movie you get you get this guy out of the hospital and then you just drive to the center of town much like the diner where they went to the diner before and then you just make him sit in the car outside the animal snowflake market you know what's going to happen you got to be able to get this guy home and the scene after this, I'll explain why, but it makes it even worse. But I did notice there's a sign on the market. It says toilet tissue, a dollar fifteen a four pack. Sean, a dollar fifteen. So, you know, when people get nervous, they stock up on to- toilet paper, like. Like, crazy. So $1.15 for just a four-pack was pretty good. But this is a kind of mean move to leave him in the car like this. And There's just-
0: more mean moves coming up. Horrible yeah. planned ideas.
1: Horrible ideas. Yep.
0: Horrible. Everyone does this guy wrong.
1: Everyone does, and nobody cares. This is... <laughs> Here we're gonna get a scene coming up, but we'll, we'll let's not jump ahead. Let's let's.
0: I feel so bad for him. Uh, even if he is a scammer, everyone is staring at him. A kid runs up and pushes a newspaper against his window uh, with the news of his return. Travis rolls down his window, and the kids ask for his autograph. Travis is confused. Autograph? The kids like, yeah, you're famous. You've been to space. Travis takes the kid's pen and signs the paper. And just in time, up walks Lieutenant Waters to watch it all happen. Hmm. Once the kids are done, Waters shoots his shot. You've been, uh, you've become quite the celebrity. Are you enjoying it? He asks. Word is tabloids are gonna give up a big hunk of cash for your story rights. You hit the big time. Congratulations. He's just being super sarcastic to Travis. He mm-hmm. fully picks up on it and stares at Waters annoyed. Travis asks who he is. He introduces himself. I've been on the case since you disappeared. Where you been the last five days? Travis can't remember water water says the doctor at the hospital says you went five whole days without food or water. Was it worth it? Hmm. Travis gets annoyed and says, I don't know what you're talking about. Waters thinks he's full of shit. He says he's patient. I'm not going anywhere. I'll wait till you're ready. Welcome home. And then walks off. Travis is brought home Mm -hmm. to a fucking house full of people.
1: Yeah, and to the worst bunch of people that I've ever met in my
0: entire life. <laughs> get him, em, Get him, em, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. We'll we'll get to
0: it. Uh, it's jam-packed. Wall to wall, like the breed show in Amityville Music Hall last week. Crazy. Everyone's welcoming him home. Everyone claps when he arrives. Travis is in shock. Little Greg walks up to him and holds up the tabloid paper. Look, and there's Travis and his buddies on the front of the National Inquisitor. With Mm. the headline, Arizona Man Kidnapped by Aliens. The guys have a laugh that Lieutenant Waters was on the radio this morning saying polygraphs are inconclusive. He thinks we're all lying. One of the guys says, I bet Waters still thinks we killed you. And everyone has a laugh, but not Travis. No. He slowly turns around, walks away. Everyone asks if he's all right. His girl Dana sees he's troubled and tells everyone to go grab some food. Travis looks out his window. He begins getting flashbacks of the ship being Mm -hmm. wheeled into the operating room, getting a visible chill down his spine. It flashes, and we see him again with this device around his eye. Flashes back to his house, and everyone is around the table eating, celebrating Travis's
1: return. And these people, but but not not Travis. Yeah. These people, these people are eating like they have never eaten food before and they're shoving them out of the way
0: for the macaroni, they are just pushing
1: them out of the way. They're getting all, first of all, there's a ton of food there, right? A ton of food. So why did she <laughs> need to stop at the grocery store? What was she getting that was already not on this table? Okay. Right. And then. And then they're just like, "Oh, it's great! Oh, you're back! Huh? you got abducted by aliens! You've been gone for." Pasta lasagna. Oh, what do you got here? Is this jello? Is this a? Is this chicken? Did somebody? Did somebody have? There's got to be deviled eggs. There's always deviled eggs at these things, and it's just, it's it's like, uh, it feels like if um, you know, they planned a birthday party for him, and they just wanted to fill the house, so they just invited a whole bunch of people from the town most of them could care less but they all brought a dish with them you know it's maybe at that town hall meeting they were deciding who was going to bring what to the
0: it was the like you thing. with the, with the cub scouts with the oreos
1: yeah except this looks like decent food at least but they're like pushing into each other and meandering about and like reaching across people to get plates of food and and she just got Travis back, but she's gotta serve all this food to all these people. It's it's crazy. I, I don't understand. I would want to come home to a nice quiet house and figure it out, make sure the guy's okay and figure it out later on instead of just having this big shindig. It's yeah.
0: Terrible plan. His brother approaches Dana, whispers something to her. He looks annoyed. She goes looking for Travis, finds him alone in the kitchen under a table, looking horrified. She becomes worried. She calls his name. She approaches him. He spazzes out. He hits the table. Bottle of maple syrup spills, begins running down the table. His girl's freaking out. Travis, what's wrong? He's under the table spazzing out. We see the syrup running down the end of the table. It reaches the end. It pours on Travis's face and into his mouth and boom. Hmm the next eight to nine minutes of this movie are hands down the most traumatic emotionally damaging pieces of cinema that i have ever watched in my life and i feel to be released to the world it bothered me deeply in 93 again when i was actually able to watch it it bothered me then and right now taking notes for this goddamn podcast (laughs) <laughs> it bothers me the same as it did. I feel like in '93, I
1: feel that feeling like it was five minutes ago. And I'll steal your line and say, This, my friends, is my milk. Um, because this is where the entire movie shifts, and we just get uh, this is probably the greatest alien abduction scene and film i think um and this is where i think they they put all their efforts of this movie into this eight or nine minutes uh, uh, whatever it is and um yeah this is the part where i had seen and Ironically enough, this, this part comes before you go in bit by bit, this comes out the same year as uh, tools sober. And there's a striking resemblance to tool videos in general, not necessarily sober, but like later tool videos and some of the machinery that's in it. And some of the way people look to this, it's very, very interesting. Um, and I will use that as an excuse to add tools sober
0: to our in madness playlist on Spotify.
1: Hey, there it is. Good song, good is. song, good song. Um, and yeah, we should try to get somebody from Tool on here. Sean, can can we make that happen?
0: We'll talk, God. we'll talk, we'll talk off the air about that.
1: Oh man, if we get th- th- somebody, that would be amazing. They could, but um. <sighs> If you're not ready at home for this, we apologize, but this is a this ride. Buckle up, please. Return your uh, tray. What is what do they say on the plane? Your,
0: it's upright you're, position. Yeah. Listen, I do my best to like walk out of the room at this scene. All right. Yeah. I have to sit here and hmm. in slow motion detail minute by minute. This was my nightmare. This was mm-hmm. this was the moment I feared from the second we started this podcast that I knew I wanted to do this movie and would have to put myself
1: through these next 10 minutes. It's okay if you want to if you get too intense and take a break. I can go back to talking about haircuts and cookies.
0: We are transported. We see a little bit of liquid or some type of substance cuz there's a little chunk nugget in it drop into a pair of lips. Mm -hmm. slowly begins tasting this substance. The camera moves up, and we see it's Travis. He looks fresh, not as beat up, like he looked right when he got abducted. He opens his eyes. We hear a noise of some being, and he looks to the side in terror. Their horrific creature noises continue all around him. We see his hand in goo, plasma, worms, and jelly. It's disgusting. I don't know what... He lifts his filthy hand to his lips and wipes off whatever substance dripped into his mouth. We now see him encased in this horrifyingly claustrophobic bubble of membrane tissue.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a cocoon,
0: I would think it is, right? Like some sort of cocoon. He touches his jacket and realizes he's covered in some sort of substance. He looks down at his legs and we see uh, is in sort of this, yeah, membrane coffin. He's got this goo and plasma all over his legs. The walls of this coffin are very thin, so he's pushing out. And from the outside, we see his hand pushing, but we also see this pattern, like this mm-hmm. outer space internal wiring that this membrane also has. Right. Travis pushes his hand through and rips it open. He slowly rises out to where, uh, uh, out of where he's being held, to see other little membrane coffins in this big cave-looking structure. The
1: camera. Hold on, Sean. Before you get too far, when you see that pattern, it's the pattern from the window that's there that he's pushing out of. You kind of see the finger and then the line. So remember, on the window, there was the rain. And it had the dots and the lines. We get those dots and lines here. There's a couple sections of them right there. So that's what being wow. at, at the window. So.
0: Wow. See you just made this movie cooler. <laughs> the camera pans out. We see he's in a ship. There's other bodies and other containers around him, but we can't see them—only spaces where they would go. Travis leans out, and the gravity of space pulls him out of the containment, and he begins flying around erratically. Zero gravity. He's holding and this on. very yep.
1: matrix. This is very matrixy before the matrix, these cocoons and this cavernous space where you're going to have these other cocoons and whatever. Now we know he's abducted and we're about to find out more, but yeah, this is and the, uh, uh, very HR Giger here. This, this cavernous space, very Nostromo looking. Um, and this is pretty trippy when he floats out into, into the space
0: but he's holding on to this long rope it sort of looks like an intestine he's spinning around and around breathing heavy in the middle of this human containment area with nowhere to land just floating in space he pulls on the Mm -hmm. rope and it flings him back into the other direction but instead of going back in his membrane coffin he crashes through the one next to him he goes in head first and his hand is in this black goo this gross muck he slowly picks his hand up to see what the hell it is he looks to his right and god damn it it's a person it's a half of a person it's a dissected person but then it begins moving it's still
1: alive it's william Dafoe. doesn't it look like william defoe
0: yeah that's yeah.
1: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna say it is and no you can't fight us on that one but yeah this is so we know that they're let's stop for a second because this is a super intense scene and let's put ourselves in trap. Like he wakes up in this space, has no idea what's going on. He's all, if you steal a line from Ghostbusters 2, he's all drippings with goo. He <laughs> breaks out. He, he breaks out of the membrane. He's floating around. He ends up somewhere else. They've given us a lot. So now we know that these aliens are, you know, capturing humans harvesting them maybe they're using them some for some sort of energy or uh if this is killer clowns from outer space these are cotton candy cocoons that they're putting them in and this is pretty intense pretty gross and it only goes up from here
0: horrifying travis freaks the hell out begins floating in the middle of the room again with no gravity there's a big light in the middle of the room so travis starts trying to crawl towards it on the way he's sticking his hand in every single gross sort of alien space slime jelly you could think of like sticky vaseline just gross beyond gross He manages to get to the top where the light is. We hear this sort of alien outer space noise. And in the light, we see these specks of dust flowing in one direction and then completely change course into another direction. Mm -hmm. Travis peeks to where the light is coming from and sees something that looks like four or five little silver beings hovering with these umbilical cords attached. Travis sees them and sort of hides and a light shines on his face. And we see it's the key to his motorcycle floating right in the view of the middle of this light for all these beings to see out in the open. Yeah. (laughs) Travis reaches for his keys and then sort of beyond his own control, either by zero gravity or perhaps the use of telepathy, like he's being controlled by one of these beings travis begins floating right into the middle of the room where
1: all these things are he is scared shitless he's looking around and like damn it travis who cares about m&t motors and motorcycles at this point that you got to go what do you need your keys for you don't need your keys this is yeah he just can't he can't help himself when we start to see these things sean what do they look like to you when you first see them
0: old grandpas oh well when yeah. you first see them or yeah old grandpas
1: yeah, yeah we're like classic that look like classic alien with every sketch was of an alien the, well the
0: the, the, the the external looks yes
1: like that's what i'm saying so when you first see them and you first see this scene you're like oh okay those are space aliens that's what they look like they got those big eyes they've got whatever and then they twist it a little so we first I see it really
0: liked that twist so yes he's looking around we see them
1: little linked. green men
0: yes linked to the walls of this ship through this umbilical cord aliens wow Mm -hmm. Travis lands right in the middle of them like they released him from their grasp and he begins approaching one it looks just like the aliens we see on every tv show the gray beings with the black eyes just like you were saying vertebrae Mm -hmm. Travis looks around at the other ones hanging out and says to himself space suits Mm. So these aren't what aliens look like. This is what their suits look like. Again, very much like alien the uh the dude in the the thing in the beginning that they found, the big giant thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and also it's very nice of Travis to say that out loud for us. So we if we're not clued in on it, at least he's told us right here. Guys, these are space suits looking directly at the camera that's funny he's
0: just in shock he's in awe he can't believe it there's spade he's tripping out he's having fun he's still having fun travis is looking at one alien hanging on the wall and we see the alien suit from the back the inside is empty we see travis and behind him hanging on the wall with its head down is another alien suit and god damn it The suit's head goes from being down and asleep, I guess you could call it, and it slowly picks its head up and looks directly at Travis. Uh Uh-oh. Camera cuts away. We see Travis reaching for the empty suit. He turns it around and is looking inside this empty suit, and boom, from the back, the alien approaches Travis, reaches out, and grabs his shoulder. He panics. He shoves it off, and for added measure, gives it a nice kick in the face, which knocks off the space helmet, and we see
1: it—the
0: mm-hmm. alien, which kind of looks to me like a grumpy old man.
1: Yeah, no, old, like monster, very monstery, very kind of. Could be from a Tool video, like we said before. Also looks a little bit like there's an artist, Chet Zar, who's done work for Tool and paints a lot of monsters. And And his paintings have a little bit of that look, too. He actually has an art podcast. We should see if we could get him on here. He'd be a good person to talk to. But, um, yeah, really cool. I love this moment where, oh, it's a little green man. No, it's a suit. Oh, wait, one of them's moving at us. And then we get this reveal, and yeah, it's very cool. Travis finds a hole to escape before going through. He looks back, and the grumpy old
0: man alien gives Travis a look like, you're going to get it now. Mm. Travis escapes in the hole, and behind him we see the alien chasing. Horrifying. This is every nightmare I have had since 1993 (laughs) till today. (laughs) Travis seems to get away. And then yank these little alien hands, grab them, and that's it. Mm. This this is the milking of the alpacas of all time.
1: Mm.
0: One of the most horrifying scenes, most terribly traumatic moments in movie history. I'll put it in the top. I'll, I'll I'll put it at number one. I'll put it at number one. Wow, it's 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 so hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Travis is being dragged through the ship. We see two grumpy aliens dragging him by the legs. (laughs) Travis is reaching out trying to grab anything to try and stop and defend himself. It seems the ship is just littered with stuff from other people they have abducted. Horrifying. We hear the aliens grunting, sort of communicating with each other. Travis is looking around panicking. He passes what looks like a kid's pair of shoes floating in the ship in zero gravity amongst all the other previous victims trash again horrifying. The aliens are dragging Travis, grunting, and bring him into this operating room and slam him on a table. They begin ripping off his clothes, manhandling him. The aliens are looking at each other, almost communicating with each other. One rips off Travis's necklace. He looks at it like he's going to kill it. Then the two aliens look to the foot of the operating table and there's another grumpy, old, horrifyingly scary-looking alien who I presume is the head of this operation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they all have a little bit of a gruding grooted- Look for Groot. I am Groot. They do Marvel a little bit like cranky Groot. And uh, they don't have noses, so they don't have to worry about what all that gooey stuff smells like because they don't even have a way unless they smell it another way. I don't know. But um, and they're not clothed either. So before we get into the probably the most intense part of this, um. We're to presume that they put these suits on. Well, we, they abducted Travis with the light. But these space spacesuits resemble what people always kind of say aliens look like. So we assume probably they've used those to go out of the ship for people to see them that way. And maybe they need them to breathe because maybe they don't breathe oxygen. Um, and, you know. We presume they're aliens from another planet, but they could be aliens from another dimension as well—the Cloverfield dimension. Oh, perhaps we could tie it in. <laughs> Let's not. It well, approaches. Listen, Sean, yep. I want to yep. tell you something though. Oh no! Uh, I don't Travis was gone for seven. <laughs> he was gone for five days, and there uh-huh. was a day before and a day after. This might all take place over a period of seven days. This film just want to throw that out there if this is the first time listening to us we i try to find a way to tie anything into the film seven um and there you go i got i got you one
0: what sins does he break throughout the duration of this movie
1: i don't know what's the the, something for that haircut probably (laughs)
0: <laughs> the alien approaches travis and stares at him from afar we see an alien lay this blanket over travis a light mist begins to fall from the top of the operating table which mm. turns this blanket into skin tight unable to move membrane sort of material and oh it's now, brutal now brutal. trapped travis is screaming
1: bloody murder This is like the worst TV dinner of all time. (laughs) Just wrapped in this, like, oh, and this is, I've not seen something like this. Before in other films and since in other films, I'm
0: putting it at number one, baby. Horrifyingly traumatic moment of all time. Horrifying is the theme I use now for the rest of this. What happens? I'm what gonna the-
1: call you on this because we're if we keep doing this podcast down the line, I feel like there's gonna be something else where you're like, "This is the harm."
0: It, it's all right because my, me and my buddies have an inside joke where I say everything's top five. My buddy's like you have <laughs> you have seven hundred top fives. I'm like, oh yeah? Top five. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah
1: there you go then
0: (laughs) this is horrifying one of the aliens looks at travis like shut up and nods to the other alien who covers travis's face with his membrane as well so now we see travis screaming in this skin tight encasement but now he's unable to breathe because he is covered from head to toe horrifying you mm. get this long shot of travis screaming on the table it pulls away he's naked flailing screaming completely encased and unable to move inside this membrane a goddamn alien takes out a little alien mm. scalpel tool and cuts around his eye exposing his eyeball which is just looking around in horror totally bloodshot the alien then drags the scalpel across his mouth so now he can breathe but no matter because all he's doing is screaming bloody murder horrifying
1: horrifying and this guy's alien's hand is real shaky with the scalpel too the way he's cutting it along there like the first time you see this you're like oh no like what what's gonna happen and and then we find out why Travis was so upset at this uh, dinner party when he got home because there was that big plate of jello that was out on the table. And now, <laughs> about to find out why he doesn't like jello.
0: The aliens grab this dark brown jelly and scoop an enormous wad into his mouth. Then they stick a clamp in his mouth to keep it open, all the while Travis is screaming and choking horrifying
1: horrifying and i'm sweating show my hands are actually i i am
0: physically sick to my stomach describing this this is number one i'm telling you they then grab a (laughs) goddamn cable and they shove about two feet of it down his throat he Mm. is screaming and choking and his eyes are rolling back in his head Horrifying mm. They then stick this sharp like Frankenstein bolt in his neck They put this clamp device around His eye then this milk substance Begins to pool around his eye Covering Crazy. it completely So his vision is impaired But his eyes are still open Horrifying
1: mm.
0: And Down comes The needle mm. <sighs> This long device begins coming down from the ceiling right towards him. From Travis's point of view, we're looking up at the aliens at this device coming down the whole time. He's letting out muffled screams, horrifying.
1: Now, this is a very cool uh, device, though. Like, this is kind of neat looking device. It looks a little matrix kind of matrixy kind of device that's that's coming down here but um it, it gets longer you know, I,
0: and longer and smaller and longer
1: yeah yeah like I, I, i'm distracting myself when i watch this by thinking about this the coolness of making this device because
0: oh boy Now, from the point of view of the device, we're slowly coming down towards Travis, who at this point looks like a goddamn Cenobite from Hellraiser. Yeah. He's encased in this substance. He can't move. He's got this clamp in his mouth, this long device down his throat, this clamp around his eye, keeping it open. The device comes down and Travis is just screaming and choking. This is the hardest thing I have ever had to detail and watch in my life. Mm. The device connects to tubes in his mouth and his throat and a bolt in his neck and if that's not bad enough here comes the needle mm. out of the device right into Travis's eyeball getting closer and closer he is screaming and screaming the music is pulsating absolutely fucking agonizing this is my nightmare every night from the time i saw this movie till today. And then finally, for Christ's sake,
1: Travis wakes up. Yeah. And you didn't need to see what happens after that to be horrified. But there's no reason. This is where we've got into it in other podcasts where, like, they show too much in certain movies. Like, this has already been incredibly intense really uncomfortable i got sweaty palms as we talk about it right now we don't need to see the needle go in we don't the cutaway is perfect timing in my mind because we've all filled in the blanks we're all horrified by their whole situation this gelatin substance this membrane they've got it all going on they got this liquid that fills into the eye this milky liquid like it is well it is a lot he's
0: his horrified choked screams
1: mm-hmm.
0: are they're just they're just the most convincing and the most believable and the more i just i don't feel like that moment was like filmed i feel like that moment actually happened and we got to see it
1: that way like, right and The only way it would have made it more palpable is if they just cut to him on this motorcycle, picking up his donuts and stuff from the beginning of the movie to make you to make you laugh a little bit, because this is super horrifying, super intense. This is where I say this makes this feel like a completely different movie than we saw earlier on. And and they this scene bears no resemblance to the actual story that Travis Tells and is in his book But um, the executives Found his account boring and, insist- <laughs> and insisted On these changes And so we get these Changes and we get ILM Involved in these incredible visual Effects and this is This is what we end up with and I'm so Happy that they changed it because This is we said it We always say it way too much but a very Iconic alien abduction Alien Uh, I'm not going to say alien autopsy, but a certain like human examination by alien scene that's kind of ever been put on film. This is so completely different than what happens before it and what happens after it.
0: He wakes up. He's in a therapist's office. His brother, his mom and his girlfriend are all staring at him, waiting on the edge of their seat for the next thing he's about to say. Sheriff and Lieutenant Waters are in the room, too. Waters looks like he's seen enough. Him and Sheriff walk out of the room, and Sheriff asks Waters if this is his first unsolved case. And Waters says, I wouldn't say that. Just waiting for the real truth to come out. Mm. Sheriff says the doctors seem to think it was real. Waters says she's forgetting the fact that Travis had five days to dream and rehearse this cockamamie story of his. Mm. Sheriff doesn't understand. Waters comes right out with it. It seems to me that this whole thing is a very well planned and executed hoax.
1: Mm.
0: Sheriff is stunned. A hoax, for God's sakes. So why would they want to do that? Ah, to get some attention. Simple as that. The sheriff doubts it, but Frank says one of these days they're going to slip up. And when they do, I'm on my way back here. And Sheriff says from Montana. And Waters says from the friggin' North Pole if I have to. Hmm. He says bye to the sheriff and drives off. We cut to a while later. We see a kid running through a house, lady cooking, Travis crawling past on his hands and knees. His girl laughs. We see she's pregnant with another kid. She asks Travis if he's going to be late for work. He puts baby Michael in his baby chair, kisses his girl and is off to work. Hmm. Travis pulls over. He stops and looks at something. He does a U-turn and heads in the other direction. We see what he was looking at was a billboard of a motorcycle he goes driving through the woods pulls up to a secluded house travis gets out calls for mike and a man looks cautiously from behind a window heads to the front door and it's mike looking scruffy long hair seems really out of it looks like he's been a rough time for him (laughs) travis said i heard you moved up here been a long time two years and mike says two and a half
1: Mm.
0: poor mike this dude has been missing every single day without his best friend
1: travis And the math gets really confusing here in a second when they they start talking about two and a half years. We'll get to it.
0: Travis says, we got to talk. Mike says, what about? He tells Mike to come for a ride. Reluctantly, Mike goes out and Travis smiles. The boys head to the spot, the abduction spot. Travis stops his car, He turns to Mike and says, do you want to get out? Mm -hmm. Mike asks why Travis brought him there. Travis looks to the sky and gets out of the car again and walks to the spot again. Mm. Mike sighs and gets out of the car Travis is looking to the sky wondering What else is out there Mike tells him he doesn't like this place too much Travis is like yeah neither do I I haven't had (laughs) a decent night's sleep Since I last saw you Mike says the same Travis as if it bothers Mike He says what do you think Travis tells Mike he saw his daughters The other day they're getting big They miss you everybody misses you Poor Mike, no family, no kids, mm-hmm. on his own, missing his best friend. Travis tells Mike he's going to be an uncle again. Mike says, again, because he's been off the grid. He didn't know Mike that he was an uncle to begin with. Travis tells him Michael
1: is almost two and Dana is three months pregnant. All right, stop you there, Sean. I'm stopping. Two and a half years, they haven't seen each other. He has a son who's two. His wife's three months pregnant. We presume he hasn't seen him from that day in the hospital when he walked out and found that he left him. How, in two and a half years' time, do they already have a two-year-old and a three-month pregnant wife? The math doesn't doesn't work out. Nine maybe he pregnant.
0: Off, he came off that 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 ship, and he he can like impregnate quicker, and and yeah, maybe he's got. Maybe they gave him super sperm on the ship.
1: Yeah, they need. By my math, it needs to be like three years and some change, probably three three and a half years. Probably not two and a half years if he has a two year old. But uh, yeah, that threw me. I was like, "Wait, he said two and a half, and then she's two year old, and then three months pregnant." And uh, the math was all
0: messed up on that. Out of all the shady, weird things that happen in this movie, and that's the one that threw you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot
1: of theories on that. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Mike is touched that Travis names his son after him. The men both look off into the sky. Mike asks why they're there. Travis says he's been doing a lot of thinking about that night and says it was all his own fault. He should have never gotten out of the truck. He tells Mike, whatever he did, it's okay. Mike says, same goes for you. The boys are friends again. It's a great thing to see. A Very touching moment. Mike wants to get the hell out of there before the aliens come back. And Travis says, oh, they won't be back. I don't think they like me.
1: Mm. Travis,
0: still a joker after all this.
1: And we don't even know why, how he got out of there. Correct. They never tell us.
0: Travis looks to the sky once more, gets in his car, and the men drive off on the screen. We see Mike and Katie divorce, and he had a few jobs before once again cutting down trees in the forest. Travis and Dana have four children in Snowflake, Arizona, where Travis is foreman at a local mill. In February 93, another polygraph was administered to Travis, Mike, and Dallas, and this time they all passed. Hmm chills i got chills i know i usually like a sad miserable ending but god damn it do i love this happy ending (laughs) the end (laughs) that is until wikipedia boo wikipedia boo fact i much i much prefer hearsay and conjecture over facts because what have facts ever done
1: well we we so travis walden gets abducted disappears for five days what precipitates this sean what is before this happens do you know
0: Mm -hmm. i literally i have the entire story right here so yeah um there was some tv show yeah
1: So they're watching a TV show about and uh, his family are apparently like UFO into UFOs and hoaxes. And so they see this TV show about it and then we've got this logging contract tell us tell us about this logging contract
0: so uh they don't think they're going to get it done in time however there is an act of god clause that they can get out of it if something happens that is beyond like their control or whatever so the the theory mm-hmm. is that they use this as a means to get out of the contract without being penalized or something
1: right and Within days he sells his story too to the National Enquirer, right? There's a some prize for alien stories or something. So they split it up so then the, the crew all gets money for that. Um Travis Walton is, is still around. There's a few documentaries on him. I watched a little bit of it. You have there's there's interviews with the guys from the logging crew, some of them. He was just, he's been on podcasts. He makes a lot of appearances. Um, And I will say that it all seems really shady to me. And I mean, listen, he tells the same story. It's not like anyone's caught him telling a different story. Um, It just doesn't, it just doesn't kind of add up like why Appar- would even apparently
0: it? he makes a cameo in fire in the sky
1: he does he is in the scene and i should have mentioned it then but i was so obsessed with the fact that they left him in the car he's one of the people that walks behind the car i was
0: figuring because he's it. he's credited as like civilian
1: number three and i'm like what yeah.
0: the fuck does that mean
1: yeah he's in it and he walks behind the car and, and
0: oh that, he's and the that, guy that that looks down yeah, uh, yeah
1: yeah so but i i don't think i don't think any of this true untrue whatever uh should take away from those nine minutes of what they put on film for those nine minutes there's nothing because those nine minutes are are completely fictional anyway if you believe his story and to me that's the best part of this film i do like the idea of it being a procedural at points I, and but it, it felt like they were trying to do too many things with the family story and the procedural and and and, and all of that. But um, I thought that was interesting. Um, but those nine minutes that that scene is—if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening. But like, and if you haven't seen it in a while, watch it again, and then watch it turn the sound off and watch it with sean describing it because as sean was describing it i was i was getting sean's moving around on the camera i'm moving around in the chair and getting like super intense and sweaty and it's um that's a lot and sean where do you stand you said it before but where do you stand on like aliens and and these abductions and sightings and all of this stuff
0: I mean I all I want is for it to be true, but I have yet to see an iota of proof. Right. real believable evidence and but I but I still believe I still hundred percent as, as if they're standing in front of me right now. I believe that much.
1: Now do you believe that they are aliens from another planet or another dimension?
0: I mean I never got that deep into it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was it's kind of all the same to me. Because even yeah. that dimension is its own. There's, there's, you know, galaxies, and I, it's all kind of the same. But we get
1: into that with like the mist, where there's an opening and things are coming through from another dimension. Um, I mean, I think it would be in really silly for us to think that there's not life forms that exist in, you know, on other planets or other galaxies. How, what form they take on? I don't know. Um I don't think we're prepared for it in any way shape or form though as a i planet, mean they had,
0: didn't they just have people like on on like te- testify to the like actual yes. like yeah like
1: yeah identified flying objects and they have a lot of st- military footage that they released but you know even with all of that you, it's not like there's you know we've had so many hoaxes. That it really muddies the waters um but you know we just went through a period of time with a pandemic where we couldn't get it together for that so i can't imagine panic like if if somebody came down from another planet and was like hey we're here i I think people would be dividing right away and some people would be siding with the aliens and it'd be a total mess. I don't think we're prepared for that at all. I think it would question our existence to some people, their religions, their, their um, reason for existence. Cause we sort of all want to have a reason and what is it all about and what does it mean? And I think that would, you know, blow it out of the water. Um, but I think if you found some simple organisms and stuff that live somewhere else, I don't, I think that would be, know different if they you know if they came down and they were like we always make them tentacled monsters or these other aliens or they could be sometimes i like to think that they could be in a form that we can't even conceive of like lovecraft would often talk about in at the mountains of madness like these geometric shapes that you couldn't even conceive of like how are they formed how do they exist like Something that we haven't even thought of in our minds. Um, And I think that would be pretty crazy. But uh, if you are an alien and you're out there and you want to come on a podcast, come on this one. We won't give you a hard time. We won't report uh, you to the
0: government. We got your back. We won't report
1: you to the government. We won't ask you specifics about your test and what you're intending to do to poor Travis.
0: I just want to Um, know how many Godzilla movies have you seen and which one's your favorite?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all we want to know. And how, do you have any Star Wars references that you'd like to throw in? You know, <laughs> it, it, let us, let, it real Yeah, let us let us know. You know, what did you think of Grogu on the Mandalorian? We wanna know. But but it is interesting that often uh, and there's been plenty of footage, right? There's all this the, from from the Air Force that's released and stuff now that they have to make public knowledge and there's stuff in the air. And I don't know, sometimes I think that stuff could be spy satellites and weather balloons and other random random stuff. But it, it always cracks me up when you meet the people that say they were really abducted. They're already pretty far out people and you never meet one of them that's like, I didn't believe in anything at all until this happened. They all have some sort of belief in it already. Um, But listen, we've all been outside and see something go across the sky and be like, oh, what if or some weird lights or, you know, so. um, Yeah, I I, this this movie, I'm so happy we did it. Um, if not for any other reason, then I know we, we, you've mentioned it a lot and I know you love it and I wanted you to see it again and get to talk about it and get through a therapy session to talk about those nine minutes. Um, but this was super intense. You should write into us and tell us your alien theories, or if you were abducted, let us know, tell us, we'll read it. We'll read, 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 we podcast. might even
0: have you on the goddamn podcast. Yeah.
1: Maybe if we could handle it. If you're gonna come on and tell us about some machine that puts a giant needle into your eye that maybe we don't wanna we don't want yawn we skipped that part but uh yeah that was did did Travis ever get his keys back for the motorcycle? I, I don't mean, think so no. he never got it
0: no he's got we
1: don't know problems. how he got out they just released him.
0: Yeah, I, I and that's another thing. I feel like they just yeah, he, he he pissed them off enough, or like they did what they had to do with like or yeah, or like he escaped somehow. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't know because yeah, it's weird. And then how do you escape if that uh-huh. ship is presumably in space? Mm-hmm. Is there well, a missed scene where he's driving? A little pod or something.
0: I do have like my added notes here that he did another polygraph and uh, the guy said concluded that he was engaged in gross deception and mm-hmm. had uh, figured out a way to hold his breath in an attempt to beat the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple other things, cause I had mentioned in part one that there was something I wanted you to take note of uh, with yeah. the, the crew working late and yeah, uh, in early 78, the cr- a crew member expressed suspicion that the incident had been a hoax because the day of the incident, uh, the crew stayed way past dark, whereas they usually ended by 4 p.m. So when the guy in the restaurant made the comment, like, working late today, it's like, uh-huh. it's part of the hoax. Part Well, of-
1: why would you work late? you're logging this forest once it gets dark what how are you even doing anything they didn't have any really lighting equipment with them as far as we could tell it's time it's time to go home you probably start that job when the sun comes up and stop when the sun goes down so yeah
0: despite all the shadiness and all the things that came to light and all none of that matters to me because all that matters to me is the moment like this came out mm-hmm. and the based on a true story and there being no way for my 10 year old ass to fact check this and my buddies seeing this and in the schoolyard at recess we're in there and my buddy's like and then the syrup drips in his mouth and then everything (laughs) and i'm and i haven't seen this movie and i'm like i'm getting scared in the schoolyard from him explaining it to me like that's how this movie this movie lives inside me it's not just like it is like it gave me nightmares before i even saw it like and continues till this day uh, when I, when I, when, uh, I, so funny, I was just watching an episode of Dr. Cat's professional therapist, whatever. And this dude's like, I picked my side of the bed and I stay here because I know the boogeyman's going to come in and he's going to go for this one. And that's how, how I always think. Like I always, when I'm by the door and I'm in bed and I'm like, I keep myself fully covered because I feel like if I'm fully covered, the aliens won't see me when they come mm. in to to take me away. <laughs> so I always keep my covers are like around my beard line. Nice. And I, I, I like a limb hanging out from no, no, a foot hanging really? out. The, yo, I am, I am in cocooned. Uh, yeah, no, nothing hangs out. Well, they nothing.
1: would love that because you're already in the cocoon. For no, time. no, they no, not drop their wrap right, right on
0: top. They're of it. gonna come in my room and they're gonna be like. Nope. no one here and then go or take oh. take my girlfriend because she's got a leg hanging out.
1: I was just going to say,
0: well, you just put somebody else out there for that. She's out. She's but out. you know,
1: Sean, you said something interesting. And, and before we go, I just want you know, we, we do this podcast because we love talking about these movies and a lot of times pieces of art and, and, and film and music, It's how it hits you and when it hits you and some things hold up, some things don't hold up, some things stick with you. And I think that's the fun part about doing this is we can look at these films and yeah, we can laugh about, you know, Travis getting donuts on the motorcycle and all that other stuff. But, you know, this is something that had an impact on you as a human being which led your path, you know, led you down this path to these types of movies and, and situations. So I think that's really cool. Um, And I think if you just listen to us talk about it and you haven't seen the movie, see, you got to at least watch the entire movie once. Um, And then you can go back and watch that nine minutes again by itself, but never,
0: never, never. You got
1: to at least see, you know, that amazing dinner scene when he gets home and everybody's scoffing down all that food <laughs> in like two seconds, but it's cool because that's, that's what makes this podcast is the fact that you and I both get into this stuff so much. And then we have an outlet for it where we get to talk about it. So I could care less whether Travis Walker really got abducted or not because Walton. it made Walton. Walton. Did I say Walker? <laughs> Yeah, I just changed his name. A whole a whole three hours we did on it, I called him a different name. Well, we were calling him Travis so much. Just Travis. Travis. Like we knew him, like Trav. But yeah, I could care less if Trav really got abducted or not. Certainly wouldn't want anything bad to happen to the guy. But um, it made for the most, you know, one of the most epic nine minutes of an alien scene on film. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate everyone listening to this we want to
0: know what you thought about this movie or any of our previous 24 movies on the socials at in madness pod hit us in the mail sack where you can leave us more than 140 characters of what the hell you want to talk about anything you want to talk about from our last year of movies if you want to dip back into killer clowns if you want to go all the way back and dip into gremlins we don't care if you want to talk about something we brought up on a point five episode Episode, which are very fun because they're short and we could talk about whatever the hell we want. Make sure you send us an email about it. We will read your email on the show. It helps build new great ideas in madness at gmail.com. Subscribe to the YouTube. Give us that five-star review. Subscribe to the in madness Spotify playlist, which will now have tool added to it. And we already got Whitney Houston and the Dillinger escape plan. It is just a batshit crazy playlist and make sure. You tell your friends we want to spread the madness worldwide. We want everybody listening, everybody in on the fun, checking out these movies either for the first time or for the millionth time. I, I love when people are like, "I haven't watched this movie in 15 years," and I went back and I li- and I watched a movie and I listened to your podcast, and I'm like, <laughs> "I just gave you six hours of something to do, like watching <laughs> a movie, checking out a podcast. Like it's just, yeah. it's the amount of time you put into." interacting with this podcast and it means the absolute world to myself and vertebrae because we put a lot of work into these uh podcasts that we drop for you every single week
1: awesome yeah it's been a lot of fun and this is our you said 24 movies but this is our 24th movie this is our 24th movie yeah. yeah we're on we're on 24 um but thank you everyone for listening there's no reason for us to tease a movie because well, we are,
0: our plan for next week, I hope, okay. uh, is is we're gonna do a .5, a shorter episode. Um, we're gonna have uh, my plan is to have a a good friend of of mine and who will become a good friend of the show as well. We don't have to tease or anything. I'm just I'm hoping it happens. So we'll we'll mm-hmm. lock it in and we'll see what happens. But our yep. next episode will be a .5, and we got our next movie ready. We'll tease it in the next episode, and then we, me and you, vertebrae, got to link up and plot out our next uh, month and month and a half which is crazy. I mean we just planned this other month and a half and I can't believe we've blasted through pretty much everything we're going to do already. So lots of fun movies, lots of fun talks, lots of nerdy things we're going to get into. Is there anything else you want to promote before we go?
1: No, well I do, but I also want to say that we we will we've had two movies back to back that were kind of alien or creature based and we'll go in a different direction we're the, going left yeah next, yeah we're making a turn um appreciate everyone listening i'm vertebrae 33 on all social media stuff i have a website i sell shirts sell shirts at hot topic online in my own store at posters as well um and appreciate everyone listening and we will catch you down the road
0: episode 24.5 in madness pod